episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Well, it's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about what we're going to do this summer. I'm looking at going back to doing some multi-week trips. Yeah, last year I, well, like all of us, had to put my plans on hold. But I'm hoping to get back into it. I started my multi-week trips back in 2017 when I headed out to hike the Vermont Long Trail. And went back in 2018, finished it. And in 2019, I hiked from Bear Mountain, New York to the Vermont border. And wow, it was tempting to just keep hiking through Vermont, but time limitations wouldn't allow me to do that. And that's why today I'm going to talk about the Vermont Long Trail, or just the Long Trail. A lot of times it's references to Vermont Long Trail or the Long Trail in Vermont, but it's the Long Trail. And it's pretty much the granddaddy of long distance trails. It's where it's all started. The Long Trail is a north-south trail starting at the southern border at the Massachusetts-Vermont border and heading north to the Canadian border. It travels 273 miles. That kind of changes from time to time. If you listen to the show enough, you know I've talked to some long-distance trail people and for reasons like property rights with public or private land, Trails can sometimes gain or lose a few miles one year after the other. It's not that it shrinks or grows. It's just from, you know, for reasons beyond their control, things could change. It was also the inspiration for the Appalachian Trail. It started, the construction on the Long Trail started in 1910. And in 1930, the Green Mountain Club took it over, took over maintenance of it. The club pretty much is responsible for the majority of the maintenance. I think in the southern part, if memory serves me correctly, the Appalachian Mountain Club and Conservancy assists with the maintenance there, and I'll get into a little bit more of that as we go on. But we'll start here with the history. We'll talk about where it started and how it came to be. The idea of the Long Trail was conceived by a gentleman by the name of James P. Taylor who at the time was the assistant headmaster at Vermont Academy. Um, That was in 1909. Taylor lobbied Vermont residents who shared the same passion for the outdoors to develop this trail that would go from one end to the other. The Green Mountain Club completed the construction of this trail by 1930. As I stated, the long trail is 273 miles 439 kilometers for our friends in other parts of the world. And it starts in Massachusetts, the town of Williamstown, and ends at the Canadian border near North Troy, Vermont. The Long Trail traverses the Green Mountains, the beautiful Green Mountains of Vermont. It also coincides with the Appalachian Trail for roughly the first 100 miles. The trail crosses some of the highest peaks in Vermont, including Glassbury Mountain, Stratton Mountain, Killington Peak, Mount Abraham, Mount Allen, Camel's Hump, Mount Mansfield, and Jay Peak. The maintenance of the trail is split up between three groups, the Green Mountain Club, the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, and the U.S. Forest Service. The reason I feel it's appropriate to start with the long trail, as we start talking about long-distance trails heading into the summer months, is the long trail was the inspiration for the Appalachian Trail. Benton McKay, legend has it, 
was inspired to have a trail that would run along the Appalachian Mountain Range. And he did that while he was on the long trail. Over the next several weeks, I intend on talking about a lot of the different long distance trails. However, I'm probably going to stay away from the more notable ones. You're not going to hear me talk a lot about the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail. There's already a lot of information out there. In fact, there's podcasts devoted to just talking about those trails. And not all of us have that kind of time to give up. In fact, I'll say one of the lessons I learned from my experience on the long trail is I don't think I could do a five or six month backpacking trip. I'm not going to say it's out of the question and could never happen, but I learned that even two weeks out there could be a long time. It could, it could feel like a long time. I tip my hat to the people who are able to do it. I envy them because that certainly is the adventure of a lifetime to somebody like myself. But to those of us, like I said, who don't have that kind of time or the money because there's expenses involved in taking six months out of your life to do something like that, trails like the Long Trail might be the perfect alternative. And before I go any further, there's trails like that all over the country. So if you're living in the Midwest, on the West Coast or the South, I'll be talking about some of the shorter long distance trails in upcoming episodes. I'm starting with the long trail because that's the one that's closest to my heart. It's the one I have the most knowledge about. I've been on the long trail. If it's your first long distance hike, uh, don't expect something that's easy. It's 273 miles if you're traveling northbound, you're a Nobo. The first 100 miles, you're, it coincides with the Appalachian Trail. And I would not characterize it as difficult, although I may have back in 2017 if I started there, but it's really not. It's not until you get to the northern section. I'll have more to say about that as I move on here. Some of the things that are thrown at you on the long trail is mud. In fact, you'll hear the, the term Vermud used a lot. A lot of Appalachian Trail through hikers will talk about the mud in Vermont. It's about as notorious as, as the rocks in Pennsylvania. There is sometimes mud that can be close to knee deep. How do I know this? I saw my son step in mud that deep, and he wasn't even sure his foot touched the bottom. There were puddles that maybe looked like small ponds when we were in the northern section. But it was fun. It added to the adventure. Um, there's rocks, roots. You're gonna have a, Those are the type of things you can expect. If it's earlier in the season, bugs can be an issue. Although on my two trips there, it wasn't really that big of a deal. If you're in the southern section and that first 100 miles and you're kind of moving along with the AT thru-hiker bu bubble like I did in 2018, you're going to meet a lot of thru-hikers. Personally, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed being around the AT thru-hikers and hearing their stories. By the time they've gotten to Va uh, Vermont, they've, they've been out there a long time. And that added to the experience, quite honestly. When you get into the northern section you're going to start to hit some rugged terrain. In fact, uh, I met a thru-hiker in 2018 while I was just about to summit Mount Mansfield. It was the night before, and he told me 
that he was finding the terrain in northern Vermont to be nearly as challenging as the White Mountains. That's hard to believe, but I've never been to the White Mountains, maybe. But it was definitely tough. Uh, It was difficult. Going over Campbell's Hump, uh, Mount Mansfield, they gave you a run for your money. You certainly got your money's worth going over those summits. And the views were spectacular. Uh, getting up to Mount uh, Mount Mansfield the first time, I actually summited Mount Mansfield twice. You get up there and you just have these beautiful views. And as a, somebody that grew up in New Jersey, I'd never seen anything like that. It was experiencing something for the first time. Um, when I hiked up to Camel's Hump, it was in the middle of a heat wave. And I just remember how hot it was all day. And I had, a, I had someone hiking with me. And we were struggling to stay hydrated. We got up to the summit and we were putting our jackets on and we were kind of kidding saying, wow, it is so chilly up here. If we could have spent the entire day up here, it might've been nicer. But again, it's just adds to the enjoyment. Um, Water sources, well, they could be, could be a challenge. 2017, they weren't there. It was a a lot of snowfall uh, that winter. 2018, I was finding it a little bit more challenging to come across reliable water sources. In fact, my first day back on the trail in 2018, I had to hike an extra few miles to get to a water source so I could have some water to drink, to rehydrate, and to cook my food. Um, But those are the type of things you just kind of have to expect to roll with when you're out there on a multi-week trip. You're going to have those obstacles. You're going to have those challenges. And in my opinion, they just add to the experience. I don't think it made it any worse. Um, I really can't sit here and say, wow, you know, it would have been so much better if every stream on the map had a lot of water going through it and I didn't have to hike an extra mile here or there to get water. No, it, it did, did not take away from my experience at all. One of the things I loved about that long trail, though, were, were the towns. I resupplied in Bennington, uh, Manchester Center, Rutland, Johnson, and, and Warren. Those were the places that I had stopped, spent a night. I'd spent at least one night, several nights in Rutland. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but the towns just give you such an incredible experience and a little bit different, one town to the other. Bennington, uh, I spent a total of two nights in Bennington between the two trips. I started out there one year. Oh, yeah, I resupplied there the first year. And when I hiked through Massachusetts, I ended my hike in Bennington. I had to resupply there in 2017. I'm sorry. Yeah, I resupplied there. So I had to hitch into town. More on hitchhiking. (laughs) Then I had to hike up to Killington where I, again... And I'm not advocating hitchhiking here, kids. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Don't do what I, I do. What I did probably wasn't the safest or smartest thing to do, but it was fun. I stayed in Rutland at the Yellow Deli and on the long trail, resupplied at a nice little outfitter just down the road when you come off the trail. Uh, another time I, when I was hiking with some friends, met up with some friends. We were in Warren, Vermont. And they brought me my supplies that day, and 
we went to a nice little country uh, country like convenience store, I guess you call it, where I had this great brec- breakfast burrito, just loaded. And yeah, that was after four days of hiking. So I can't tell you it was good. Maybe it just tasted great because I hadn't had real food in a few days. Johnson, again, just one of these little quaint New England towns. And you close your eyes and imagine what a New England town would be like. It probably looked like Johnson. It was this little area with a couple little stores and a post office where everybody's super friendly. And for me, the long trail was more than just a hike through the mountains. It was more than just going from shelter to shelter. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about my experience of going from shelter to shelter because that's boring. I, it was much bigger, much bigger than the, the 10 plus miles I'd hike every day. Um, going into Rutland, staying at the Ella Deli and meeting so many really nice people there. Um, my night at the, and in a long, at the long trail, uh, which I highly recommend you, yeah, you're going to pay some money. It's going to, you know, and it may even feel pricey to some people, but they have an incredible breakfast the next morning that's included in your price. You just do your homework and you'll find the places out there to stay. Um, one of the, um, in 2018, <laughs> I kind of went by the seat of my pants, which is highly unusual for me. But I had gotten off the trail for two days, spent two days at the Yellow Deli. I was in a little bit of pain. My knee was acting up a little bit. So I decided I'm going to, when I get back on the trail, I'm going to hitchhike back up to Burlington and start up there and hike back because I had done this section from the Canadian border down to Johnson a couple years earlier. Well, I got about halfway up there, took the bus up to Middlebury. That was my plan here. Yeah, my grand plan was take the bus up to Middlebury and hitchhike up to Burlington because the bus schedule really wasn't going to line up with getting me to where I needed to be that night. Well, anyway, I got into Middlebury and Started going north and just couldn't find a safe place to hitchhike, a good place to hitchhike. I spent a few hours in Middlebury. What a lovely town. So I decided to change up my plans right there on the fly. Hopped on a bus, headed back towards Rutland just a little bit, got off two stops later, and got back on the trail. The mass transportation in Vermont is, we would never think a state that's so rural would have such great mass transportation, but they do. And that adds to why the long trail would be a good multi-week long distance trail to give a try. It's your, your towns are all relatively close to the trail. Um, you have that mass transportation. Something I always recommend to people and I do myself is I look at the map and I want to locate the bailout points. Um, cause you just never know. Sometimes you know, you might just say, Hey, I'm finished. I've hiked enough this year. Or there could be an injury or an emergency at home. The long trail gives you plenty of bailout points along the way. I learned from my first week on the trail in 2017 to avoid what is known by many as paralysis by analysis. Not to overplan, not to overthink. And that was the approach I took in 2018. As I said, I was more by the seat of my pants. The only things I really planned out were my resupplies. Other than that, I would just hitch if I change up my plans to somewhere else to get on the trail. It is a very good first long distance trail. 
because for a lot of people, it's achievable, the mileage. Don't be fooled into thinking that, well, it's only 273 miles. It's not the Appalachian Trail. Well, no, you better be ready. You better be prepared to go out there and and have a few things thrown at you. Like I said, you're going to have the mud. You're going to have the rocks, the roots, and you're going to have some very steep climbs. Be prepared for that. But as you start to plan, you'll see that there's a lot of options out there for the important things like resupply, having if you're somebody who likes to have your resupply boxes sent to you, or if you're someone who just likes to go into town and go into the dollar store or the grocery store and buy your supplies while you're on the go. It has the important elements you need to have a successful through hike. I want to try to encourage people to go out and try these shorter trails. I don't, like I said, I don't have a, I don't want to sound like I'm casting a judgment on people who through hike the longer trails, the, the big three, as I commonly will f- refer to them as. But I hear about the number of people who have failed through hikes. Um, when I was in the bubble in 2018 on those first hundred miles on the long trail, um, I met people and some of the things I would hear, um, I was hearing more people than not that would say to me, uh, wow, can't wait to get to Katahdin. After this state, I'm just down to two. And it dawned upon me that the majority of these people are more focused on finishing the trail than enjoying the journey. And I would imagine at a certain point when you're out there for a certain number of days or months, you start to become more focused on your destination than the journey. I think the shorter trails allow you to keep your focus on your dest- on your journey and not on your destination. You should be out there enjoying it, taking everything in that you can and be flexible. Don't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm not going to finish it this year. I'm going to go back. I'm going to come back next year and finish it. The mountains aren't going anywhere. These trails aren't going anywhere. They will be there to go back and enjoy another year. That also adds to making it a little bit easier to finish these shorter trails. Or at least a lot of them. But don't take what I'm saying is, okay, you, if you haven't done a multi-week trail, a long trail is what you should go out and do. No, not at all. What I'm saying here is explore. Go online. Take advantage of the resources we have out there. No matter where you live in the country, there is a shorter trail that you can go out on a multi-week excursion and enjoy yourself. Right now, now I haven't been out west uh, there's a lot of trails out there that I'll get into at another time. Top of my bucket list is the Tahoe Rim Trail um, that offer many of the same amenities and attributes as the Long Trail. Different experience, different um, you know, different things to see. But this is where I'm starting. This is where I started with my multi-week trips. And I'll be talking more about the different trails, giving you a little bit of history. I won't be able to give my experience, obviously, but I'll talk about what maybe has me interested in looking at some other trails. Now, before finishing things up here, I told you I'd get back to hitchhiking, and I and that's what I'm doing here. And again, let me just have a disclaimer here. Kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> now, I'm not encouraging this. Uh, I made it out alive. I came across some really nice people. Um Met some really interesting people, and I say that in the most positive way possible. But I'm just going to share my 102 mile hitchhiking I did. I hitchhiked 102 miles in one day, and uh, I 
it might have been, <laughs> even though I wasn't on the trail, it might have been one of the most interesting or enjoyable days of my entire time in Vermont. Uh, one specific experience was heading into Waterbury and the woman giving me a ride. She says, uh, hey, would you mind if I dropped you off before we get to the interstate? I'm heading to Burlington. And uh, if I let you out there, you know, it's like just a short walk into town. And I said, well, actually, would you mind dropping me off at Ben and Jerry's? I was somewhat familiar with Waterbury. I'd been up there before, well, actually two times before. And um, she goes, oh, certainly I can drop you off there. Yeah, I can't go through Vermont without stopping at Ben and Jerry's. Somebody asked me, did you stop at Ben and Jerry's? I said, you got to be kidding me. When I go to Paris and not stop at the Eiffel Tower, it's the same thing. It's Ben and Jerry's. It's Vermont. You got to stop there. But anyway, yeah, she dropped me there and uh, it just was, a, you know, and I just had some of the, like I said, the nicest people giving me rides. I got to Waterbury just in time to go to Ben and Jerry's and walk into town, have some lunch. Then was able to get back out on the road, hitchhike down a little bit further. Was able to get into these little towns. And it seemed like every time I got dropped off in a little town, it was just in time for me to grab a snack or something to drink. Um, and at the end of my journey, right before it started raining, can't get any better than that. I started out with a beautiful sunny day, got into my last ride for the day, and it was getting cloudy. And probably within 10 to 15 minutes after I was in my room, I looked out the window and it started raining. You don't have to go hitchhiking to enjoy your long, your long distance hike. That's just my little story I want to share. Please, if you have any experiences you want to share about your shorter long distance hiking, send them to me. Go to the website, papabearhikes.com or send them to me at, or email them to me at papabearhikesgmail.com. Hey, get out there, have fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at papabearhikes at gmail.com or check us out at papabearhikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.